Welcome to the Wesleyan Podcast, bringing you news and financial tips for doctors, dentists, teachers and lawyers. And now, here's your host. Hello, I'm Neil Whelan, PR Manager at Wesleyan, and welcome to the latest episode of the Wesleyan Podcast. Cybercrime has been in the news a lot in recent months, with the NHS hack probably being the most high-profile incident. So we thought we'd take a look at how you can protect yourself and your business should something similar happen to you. To help explain, we've brought in some of our experts from Wesleyan, including our own Head of Security, who has responsibility for protecting us in the business. So with that, I'll hand you over to Pauline Ford and her guests who will tell you more. Hello, my name is Pauline Ford, I'm Marketing Communications Manager for Wesleyan. And with me today I have Chris Cottrell, who's our Account Manager for Commercial Insurance, and Barry Millett, who's Head of Security at Wesleyan. Um, Barry, could you tell us a little bit about us yourself? Uh, yes, absolutely. I re- just recently joined Wesleyan uh, in January uh, this year, uh, and I've been brought in to set up a, a new function, group security function, that uh, looks at uh, cyber and information security, data protection, physical security, and business continuity. And Chris, you, you're, you, you're quite new to Wesleyan as well. Yeah, I joined Wesleyan uh, in 2016 in July, um, but I've been in the insurance industry for 14 years, mm-hmm. and I've worked with cyber insurance now for seven years, mm-hmm. uh, both uh, on the policies and claims. And so I'm working currently with Wesleyan with uh, the, the law, professional indemnity for lawyers, mm-hmm. um, and obviously arm in arm with that comes with cyber, the office, and management liability. Today I just wanted to talk to you about Cyber insurance, you know, an overview about cyber and the importance of security for, for firms. Um, so what does cyber insurance cover that PII doesn't, first of all? Hi, Pauline. Well, uh, professional indemnity covers allegations of negligence and errors and omissions um, and would cover any client account that ever had a breach. But cyber liability itself covers, for the firm, crisis management, uh, defence uh, costs for allegations of regulatory uh, breaches and their penalties. Um, it would also cover business interruption, uh, both for the additional cost of working and any loss of net profit as a result of, say, uh, defamation to their reputation. Uh, it would also cover the notification expenses to customers and also if there was any cost to say, you've been attacked, here's a three years' worth of experience mm-hmm. to monitor your finances to ensure that um, there's no future uh, losses for their actual customers. It will also cover uh, the ransomware and the extortion costs, whether that be to actually pay the extortion costs so the firm can get up and running, or to actually get the IT consultants in to get rid of that uh, hostile virus. Because yeah. also from any ransomware, you would then have to do a forensic uh, investigation mm-hmm. to see if there's any uh, viruses left behind. Yeah. Um, then it also does cover third-party liability. So what the professional identity policy doesn't cover, mm-hmm. the cyber policy can pick up on in that area. And also, I was thinking, because when we think of cyber, um, cyber and data protection, we, also, we always think about computers. But am I right in saying if someone's got files with them, so they've taken a file on a tray and left it, that's covered as well? Yeah, it's a good question. And it, yes, it does cover both what we call the soft and hard copy data. So if you were to leave a file on the bus or on the train, uh, it would cover uh, any cost involved in uh, finding out what information was lost, contacting the customer. Also, you need to communicate this to the information commissions officer and what any sort of financial repercussions would occur. And why is the imp- what is the importance of having cyber insurance? Why should somebody take it out? Well, the cyber policy is there to protect both the firm and the firm's customers. When you're being attacked, a, f- 
firm would have their own partners and secretaries and admin? Would they have the specialist IT consultants? Would they have the specialist media people? Would they have the uh, workforce to be able to communicate to every single one of their clients, to report it to the Information Commission's officer in good time? To bring these people all together to help the firm, you need the insurance policy. It will cover these costs and also cover for uh, the third-party liability costs if customers lose their monies as well. Um, And why is cybercrime prevention essential for business? Well, the cybercrime prevention, it's better to be prevent the crime actually happening in the first instance. I hear from firms all the time that we're too small, we won't get attacked, we have the best IT, we don't do conveyancing, so we won't get hit. Firms are being hit on a weekly basis. We only hear of the big firms in the media, um, but there are smaller firms closing down because they've lost either both their reputation or the actual client's money themselves. The policy is there to actually just get you back up and running, but you will always still have a long-term impact with your reputation. And if you're the employee who actually had the attack, you trying to find another other employment elsewhere is going to be very difficult. Mm -hmm. And what about you, Barry? What experience do you have from a security point of view in terms of crime prevention? Well, cybercrime is, in my view, another crime. Uh, So organisations should implement the adequate controls to protect against cybercrime, just as they would for loss prevention in in a high street shop. Um, So there's a whole raft of of information out there that details the size of the threat to organisations, whether they be small or large. The latest National Crime Agency report really highlights the the growing concern of of how this crime is going to escalate. So again, you know, it's just getting back to the basics of thinking about cybercrime as just another crime and making sure that you take the adequate steps to to protect your business and your uh, your customers. And what advice would you give to a company to protect themselves in the best way they possibly could? Uh, well, myself, I always tell my clients, the easy one, always make sure you've got updated security protocols, um, whether it be through from your, your Windows or other software packages that you use. Uh, we all know that XP is uh, no longer has its security updates. I also say to individuals, use longer passwords. You don't need, it doesn't need to be complicated. It can be a sentence like the cat sat on the mat 2017. Yeah. Uh, just makes it that a lot harder for a for hackers to try and come, come at you. Mm-hmm. And it's all about putting hurdles in place. The more hurdles in place to, to stop a hacker coming through, they'll think, oh, actually, I'll go to someone that's easier. This is too difficult for yeah. me. Um, when talking to your bank, and I do this on a personal level, uh, they call me up saying, oh, hi, Mr. Cottrell, we'd like to talk to you about your bank detail, your bank account. Mm-hmm. What's your date of birth? Well, I don't know who this is. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, do, how do we get past that? So I've set up my own password at the bank that they have to verify so I know I'm talking to the right person. Yeah. Um, restricting access to staff because a number of claims have happened uh, from uh, disgruntled employees. Mm-hmm. Make sure that staff have access to the systems that they should only be using. Mm-hmm. So you'd expect payroll to have access to the, the payroll yeah. details while secretaries wouldn't need access to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you would also ensure that your staff don't use any open hotspots. We all go to coffee shops, but you don't know who's monitoring you. Yeah. It takes yeah. a very simple device to see what you're actually going in on your mobile phone, and you might be going through to your bank account details. And I've said to everyone I meet at uh, our informal sessions that if you ever receive an email and you're not expecting it, give them a call. It only takes five minutes. Or ask the person, well, you know, what, what, have you sent this to me? Yeah. 
uh, because on a busy day when you're getting lots of attachments, it, it can, it's, it's very easy to just to click on it. There's some really good points there, and there's a plethora of information out there to help organisations to protect themselves. But there's one area that I would encourage everybody to to look at, and that's the National Cyber Security Centre's 10 Steps to Cyber Security. They really are 10 real fundamental steps that are easy to follow that will enable an organisation to protect themselves from the most common cyber threats. And that information can be uh, viewed at www.ncsc.gov.uk. Excellent. Well, thank you both for coming to see me today. And if anyone wants further information, they can now visit the Cyber Data Insurance page on www.wesleyan.co.uk or email um, piinquiries at wesleyan.co.uk. And that's the end of another episode. If you'd like more information about what Wesleyan has to offer, visit the website at wesleyan.co.uk or leave us a note in the comment section. And to make sure you don't miss any future episodes of the podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening. (laughs) 